This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Before I introduce my guest today, I want to invite you to follow the podcast on Telegram. Just search for Mr. Productivity. After a lifetime in the corporate training world, Nancy Geary knows how businesses operate and she isn't afraid to shake things up. Her unique perspective combined with 25 plus years of experience has empowered her with fresh insight and the training industry's best kept secrets that she's ready to share with you. Nancy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very glad to be here today. I'm glad you're here because we're going to talk about a topic that, as I reflect back on over 900 episodes of the show, I don't think we've talked about course design. And I want to preface this by saying that in 2019, I left the world of WordPress for Kajabi because I heard Brendan Burchard talk about Kajabi's the all-in-one. And you have your website, your blog, membership, which I have, a course, which I have, email marketing, and they've just recently launched Kajabi Podcast. So everything's all in one. And I can tell you, I love the way Brendan and these other teachers teach about courses because you spend a lot of time and effort creating a course and then you put it for sale and it's literally for sale 24 seven, 365. You don't have to do anything else unless you want to update it where I'm also a one-on-one coach, but I prefer not to do that because it takes my time over and over again. And so I, I really am excited about courses and memberships. So let's talk about it. Okay. Well, one of the great things about when you're building out a course, when you talked about there's the one-on-one time, I think it you can really leverage if you have the content, what do you say to your clients over and over and over again? What is the same things you need to do? Like if you think about your onboarding them, right? Yep. You're bringing them into your world. You're getting They're getting into your methodology. What could you give them that they could do independently that then would allow you when you work with them to be at a deeper level mm-hmm. because they've gone through and they've done all of that basic um, knowledge building, if you will. Yes. I remember the four, the only course I've created, I created it right when I joined Kajabi, right after I finished uh, Brendan's Experts Academy. And Brendan does these really long videos. So I said, I want to be like Brendan. So my course has four 30-minute modules. Now, I know you're not supposed to do that, but I'm not going to re-record the course because I went through the course about a month ago. I'm like, man, this is this is still pretty good stuff. And there's a pause button built in. But now the next course I create, I know I'll make it like, I guess five to eight minutes is a, a good sweet spot. That is a good sweet spot. And, you know, it's not to say that if you have 30 minutes worth of content, you can have, you can divide it to say, I have, you know, four modules. The total module is 30 minutes, but then there's topics within it yes. that are in that five to eight minute mark, which kind of, which helps people to navigate through. They can actually see a roadmap of, okay, what, what's the journey you're taking me on? And then they they can have more of a logical start and stop point. But the point is, if you've created a course like I did and you followed a really successful thought leader and you realize that uh, should have been shorter videos, don't trash the course. Just leave it out there. And the next one, take the lessons you learn. And Mm -hmm. the next one, because I didn't know about a roadmap. I just, I just said, well, Brendan does 30 minute uh, modules. I'll do 30 minute modules. But I learned the thing is, as long as you learn, 
And then when you make your next course, you go, okay, I shouldn't do 30 minutes. I should do five to eight minutes. And so I just don't want anybody listening to our conversation to go, oh, I have to go delete this. No, don't delete anything. If it's still value, leave it there and take the lessons and go forward. Yeah, exactly. Just keep rebuilding and keep, keep improving as you go. One thing that a lot of people have done is they'll take their webinars and they'll put something on the front end and the back end, mm. and then they bundle it. And here's my course. And that's a good, I think, first step. But then a second step that you could take, it, you could go back and you could revisit it and say, okay, I've got all these great visuals, but maybe you want to re-record the audio to make the audio crisper. Because there's a lot of wandering around sometimes in a webinar. You get off on a tangent sometimes, or the questions that come in may or may not be completely on point. <laughs> sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes we'll ask a question. It's like, what do you have on your mind today that that's your question for me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> really, that's what we're going to talk about. So there's some uh, elements like that, that you can then edit out and then you can have a, a, a cleaner audio, audio track over the wonderful visuals that you made. And, um, and if you, and if you're starting with a, a new course and you know, you want to do a webinar if you think about what's the online course going to look like, how many sections are there going to be? What's the roadmap? How am I going to divide it up? If you structure your webinar that way, then getting to the final product is easier because you've got it organized and you've got a place where you can make cleaner cuts to go between topic one, topic two, topic three, and so on. That, that's brilliant. One of the things I'm doing right now is reading through Russell Brunson's book, Expert Secrets. And as I'm reading the book, I got an idea. I recorded this course, I don't know, three years ago. And I'm like, wait a minute. I could actually get the transcripts, put them in one report, and I can sell that as a separate product. I could take the audio and say, hey, if you have the course, you get the audios, but maybe you just want the audios. Maybe you don't want the course. There's so many different things you can do. Like I have a membership site, okay? It's called Digital Productivity Coaching Program. And I just realized I could take the transcripts and do the same thing. It's like it's like part one, part two, part three, part four, and sell just the transcripts or just the audio. So when you get into information products, you are pretty much unlimited what you can do between oh, yeah. the transcripts and the audio. And I don't, I never thought about that, but there's so much potential there. I started working with something the other day. It's called Pictory, and you can take something that you've written, and I believe you can also take an audio file and it'll turn it into a video and it goes out and it grabs images from Shutterstock and it puts it all in place. And so you've got the, and you can then record the audio track and it has a a trans uh, look like closed captioning running across it. So you can see, you can go in and you can swap out the images because I use the word um, expecting or expectations. So the graphic that came up was of a pregnancy test. So that's not exactly what I was going for. But I want to get in there and play with a little bit more because it looked to me like it created a shell. And then I could go in and I could say, well, these images don't quite work for me, or I want to edit my text. And you can edit right in there. So that was, it's, it's something I'm just playing around with. I have, I'm not an expert by any stretch, but I thought, hmm, this looks interesting. Yeah, AI has come a long way, but it, it sometimes it fails us. Like yes. <laughs> when I do TikTok videos, I do the captioning, right? And, uh, one video I did, I said, I'm a productivity coach. And it thought I said productivity coat coat. Yes. No, I'm not, I'm not a productivity coat. <laughs> no. There's the entertainment value going through the transcription. And I found, uh, I was doing a, a meeting the other day 
and we had people on it. It was an international group. So we had a lot, everybody was speaking English, but a lot of different accents. And so the transcription's like, whoa, what's happening here? What did that person just say? <laughs> but I got to I gotta give these companies, like I use Otter AI, there's a boatload of them out there, to have a computer, hear your words, and get 80 to 90% oh of them gosh, correct. Yeah. I mean, think about how smart the AI and the programming, the coding behind that is incredible. It is incredible. And when I think about many, many, many years ago, having some material that we wanted to have translated from English, I think it was into French, and it was wildly expensive to do because you had to have actual people go through and... um, and manage it. And it now you, you, you get Otter AI or something and they give you the first pass. And then somebody just goes through and goes, I don't think that's exactly what they meant. We kept, we were talking about in that particular, it was a computer software application. And we were talking about fields and we would say jumped to, from field to field. Well, it came back, jump from meadow to meadow or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I don't know which way it was going, but anyway, AI is, it's pretty amazing what that's doing. And the opportunity that it's opening up to just streamline production. Absolutely. Now, here's a question for you. Now, just so the listener knows, I don't have no, I don't have any scripted questions. This thought just literally popped in my head. <laughs> it's been said everyone has a book inside of them. Do you think everyone has a course inside of them or every most people have a course inside of them? That's a great question. Oh, I love when my guests say that. Because <laughs> I, I know I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> Does your to-do list have you overwhelmed? When you join my digital productivity coaching program, you'll learn how to get and stay focused, become untangled from the chaos of your to-do list, experience less overwhelm, and have time to do what you really want to do. Sign up today by clicking the coaching tab at mrproductivity.com. You know, creating a course, it's not that, well, it's different, but it's where it's similar to creating a book is you're taking, you know, what's going, what you've got in your head and you're putting it out into another form. So I think one could say that just about everybody has a course. If you have knowledge to impart that is going to help people build a knowledge or skill, then you have a course because that's what training does. Training can take care of knowledge and skill. Uh, deficiencies or the need to enhance your knowledge and skills. It doesn't fix other types of problems, but it can move people. uh, It can help people increase their knowledge. Now, if you're not familiar with courses, we're not talking about college courses. I'm fascinated that your course can be email. There's strictly email only course. There's text-based only courses, which is not email. It's it's like you go to a website and read a blog post. Mm-hmm. There's audio, there's video, there's like I have a hybrid membership sites. I think are kind of like a hybrid of a course and right. live interaction. And what I want to ask you is let's say someone is listening to the show and they're like, you know, I'm really passionate about my topic. And I really feel I can help people because that's something you, you, a very key word to use, help people just can't mm-hmm. like, well, I like, I like grass and I like looking at grass. No one's going to buy that. Okay. If right. it's something you can help people, how do they get started? I mean, I use Kajabi. There's a, there's a boatload of uh, properties, but you don't worry about the platform at this point. What is the first right. thing you do if you've got something in your heart that you want to create a course, course for? What is the first thing you would tell somebody? 
the first thing that you would do is come up with what's the overall idea, okay, which they have, and and how do they how is it going to help people, and then really look at their target market. Is it going to work for their target market? Is it something that they really need? So to do a bit of of research, it doesn't have to go on and on forever, but to perhaps pull some customers and say, here's an idea that I have. I'm thinking about turning it into a course. These are the main topics that I'm going to cover. Do you feel that this would be beneficial? And people will often say yes, and may even give you a couple more ideas that you didn't think of to round it out. Or there may be an idea that in there that you think is killer. And they're like, yeah, I don't care. So it kind of can help you figure out for your market, what do they really need? And then because there's such a proliferation of online courses now, to really look at what makes you unique. What is the spin that you're going to put on it? Because we have tons of people in the world that are doing leadership and sales and communication and these very broad topics. But how do you, how do you dial it down? How do you niche it where it works for a particular market or you're coming at it from a very unique perspective? You've come up with an interesting um, catchphrase around it. I, I mentioned this friend of mine all the time you know, she comes out of her, she is a nurse and she's also an actor. So she appears as Florence Nightingale. So she's oh. used a character as a way to differentiate herself from other people in her space. Wow, that's so there's interesting ways to, to come at things and, you know, what's the spin or, you know, if you think about, um, you know, this is an older idea, but it has merit, you know, chicken soup for the soul. Mm-hmm. It's spun off from there. Chicken soup, you know, for every soul now has a chicken <laughs> Lawyers, soup yeah. variety, right? <laughs> so it's 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 a it's a principle, but it's re it's respun depending on who it's for. And that I think is is sometimes where people can get lost is they don't they think about all about me and my great idea instead of, well, who's it for? How's it gonna and how's it gonna help them? And then what, how can you craft it in a way that's going to be more unique, more interesting that someone is going to go, oh, I saw something there's, um, who does, he does the morning routine. So he's got this foundational morning routine and think it's Hal Elrod. And then he kind of followed the chicken soup model and it's the morning routine for the realtor, the morning routine for the entrepreneur, whatever. Right. So it's interesting to look at it like that. Or do you have, um, a model that you've come up with a unique uh, acronym for perhaps. So as a way to, to get people's attention, those are that that's where that's the first place that you want to start. And then you would think about, okay, now how am I going to outline this and put it together where people I think fall apart as they get all excited about tools like Kajabi, they buy the tool, but they're not ready to put anything on it yet. Then they get disappointed because nothing's happening. It's like, well, if you were building a website, you didn't get WordPress and then suddenly your content magically appeared. If only. If only, right? I mean, it it takes some time and some work to really come up with an overall design and a structure and what type of activities are you going to have people do? And are you going to have any sort of an assessment built in? Uh, where's it going to fit? Is it is it a lead magnet for you? Is it for existing customers? Is it a feeder into a group program? Kind of really, how is it all going to play out? And how is it going to help you build your business? Hmm. Uh, that's gold. And I will tell people when you start creating a course, 
you don't have to create the entire course. You just have to create the first module. And let's say you're going to drip it out. It's an eight-week course. You're going to drip it out once a week. You only have to have that first module done. But a lot of people now, what they'll do is they'll sell a course. It's going to be $997, but they'll take orders for it. And if you get into the ground floor, you can get like $97, $197. And they say the course won't be available for two months. But what they're doing is they're trying to prove um, a concept, proof of concept. And that way, if no one buys it, they just refund the money. Instead of what I did is I created the basics of productivity course. And I, I, this is like sales 101. I actually just, I'm a big fan of uh, Undercover Billionaire on Discovery Plus. And one of the guys, I think it was Glenn Stearns on the first season, he says, you got to make sure there's a, there's a, a need for the product just because you like it doesn't mean anyone's going to sell it. And I think a lot of people, like you mentioned, get so excited about this. Oh, I got this great idea. You think it's a great idea, but are people going to open their wallets and pull out their credit cards for it? There's a big difference between how excited you are about it and people actually paying for it. And And I think that's why it helps to do a little bit of research. It doesn't have to go on and on forever, but pull people that you think are in your target. And another benefit of doing that is you can let them know, Hey, this is coming. Would you be interested <laughs> when it's ready? I would love to have you be in the inaugural program or, you know, it, some kind of a special arrangement. But, you know, so you're kind of, you're pitching it while you're gathering the information. And I always like to, to have people stay one or two chapters ahead. Mm-hmm. Think about how busy, how hectic is your life and how many modules do, do you want to have in the bank ready to be released so if something should happen where you get really busy, you get diverted, that you don't lose the cadence, and then you don't feel like that you're under pressure to produce something where it may not be at the quality that you want. It's a balancing act, really. Yes. Your personal preference to drip out the modules or to just, here's the whole course, you know, you can binge watch if you want. What do you prefer? You know, I don't really have a strong preference either way. I think it's, do you want to be staying in regular contact with people throughout the process? Then dripping it out makes sense. If you just want to have it up there and have people sign up, give you their money, (laughs) see ya. (laughs) That sounds terrible. But I think it's it's part of it. It's like, how much of an ongoing connection do you want to have with the people that buy the course? And I think that then kind of drives you to one direction or the other. But I will say I am a fan of binge watching binge watching TV shows. So yeah, well, I was in uh, Marie Forleo's B school last year, twenty twenty, and what she did is she rolled it out week after week because she really wanted you to do the work. And it's what's really crazy about B school; it's only available once a year, so it's not like you can sign up for any time of the year. You can get on the wait list, but it comes out for a month. You can sign up for it. And then the courses, module one, module two, module three, et cetera. And then it's over with until the next year. Now, once you're in the program, you can access any of the material, but you can't buy into it, but once a year. And that worked very successfully for her. But you got to remember Marie Forleo is in a different uh, realm that most people, if you're just starting, don't think that you're a Marie Forleo or Tony Robbins. You have to start the ground floor like everybody did. And you're going to create your first course. Nobody's going to buy it or you're going to think it's horrible. And it's like, listen, the fact that you have a course, and this is what I want people to really hear me. When people 
maybe criticize my podcast or my course or my membership, the first thing I do is go, wait a minute. Oh, so tell me about your course or your book or your membership. Oh, you don't have one. So by default, mine's better than yours. So be very careful when people are not giving you feedback, constructive feedback when they're criticizing you, especially if they're not an entrepreneur or if they're not a course creator, because if they work at a corporate job, which is respectable, there's nothing wrong with that. If they don't know what goes in the right in the course, a video course, any kind of course, it's, it's totally different. So be very careful who you're getting feedback from. Hey, you listening to the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Thank you so much for doing so. I really appreciate it. But are you a Mark Stuchowski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter and you can sign up right now by going to mrproductivity.com. M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Exactly. People just like to just talk trash and it doesn't help. Right. Uh, you know, I, it takes a lot of work to put a course together mm-hmm. and I, that's where I think people get stalled. If it, in this entrepreneurial world, they think, Oh yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'll, just, I'll do that. It'll get up there and it'll be fast. And then again, and they realize, wow, this is going to take some time and effort. I actually uh-huh. have to write stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> I have to record it, whatever it is that needs to be done to make it all happen you know, it takes time. And like anything, you have to figure out, well, where's my best use of time? Is this important enough to me that I'm going to devote the time to it? Or are there other things that are more important? People kind of fade along the way. And then there's these unused, you know, subscriptions for whatever platform they chose. (laughs) And I like to be able to work with people really from an accountability perspective to keep them going to go, okay, this week, we're going to work on getting everything scoped out. Next week, we're going to do your outline. Then we're going to actually start building slides. Then we're going to record, you know, whatever the overall sequence is, just to keep people moving forward. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to just get distracted by, you know, pick one of 100,000 items that are <laughs> looming in the background that you want to do. And I, I can say, I spend so much time helping other people that I've got some nice webinars. I've got a nice retreat that I've done, but I don't have an online course yet. So... <laughs> And it's, I've, you know, I'm helping other people get their stuff in place. What's interesting is I remember back when I recorded my basics of productivity course that it was 30 minutes and I didn't want to forget stuff. So I got a little index card and I taped the index card on the back of my iPhone, just keywords where I wouldn't forget where I was going. Now, if I only recorded a five minute video, I could remember the topic, but because I was trying to cram so much in the module, I didn't want to forget anything. So I kept looking up and, you know, people go through it and like, oh my gosh, this, you know, the only difference is, is I have a goatee back then. That's the only thing. Everything on there is still spot on. I don't mention the year 2017 or anything like that, whatever year it was. I don't remember at this point, but so I had to use that little cheat sheet and it's okay, but I, I don't do like the A, I don't do the, uh, the visual aids, because I was afraid. Okay. Well, if you turn your back and you write something on the, on the whiteboard, how's it look? So I, I overthought it when I did my first course, I was overthinking is the light, right? Is this, you know, and the thing is it turned out fine, but I think sometimes the biggest person that's causing problem is us. We are our worst critic. We are getting in our own way. And half the things you go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said it this way. Most people aren't going to pick up on that, but you're your worst critic. 
Exactly. Because if you forgot to say something, no one's going to know but you. <laughs> right? And I think we, the, you know, there's two kind of sides of this. People, they delay and they delay and they delay because they're waiting for it to be perfect. So then it doesn't, it takes forever to get it done. Or they throw it out too quickly mm-hmm. and it doesn't necessarily have, it's not well designed. And people are getting more savvy in consuming these courses because there's so much available now mm-hmm. that if I feel like, ah, you know, get to the point, get to the point, <laughs> I'm going to walk away yes. from a particular program. So there's, I think that the, the requirements for good design have gone up because the market's getting more savvy. It's not. And I think it's great to bundle something and say, as a, as a recording, but let people know it's a recording because that sets an expectation. If it's a recorded webinar, I have an idea of what I'm going to be getting. If you say it's an online course and maybe I'm just super picky about these things, but if it's an online course, I'm expecting higher production value. Mm-hmm. And that could just be me, but I have the feeling the market is starting to shift a bit as well. I, I I concur with that. And getting back to what we said uh, a little while ago about starting, if you have the inkling of creating a course, I think that I carry my bullet journal everywhere I go. Start writing down your thoughts because your thoughts are going to disappear. You're mm-hmm. going to go, oh, oh yeah, what know. was that thought? I'm sure I'll remember. No, right. you won't remember. <laughs> so what I encourage you to do is if you have an idea right now, listener, if you have an idea for a course, just start capture that thought and it may take you six months to get enough ideas to go, okay, this is worth something. But there, Tony Robbins says that nothing happens until you take action. So if you're going to make a decision that you're going to create a course uh, by December 31st, 2021, or by the first quarter of 2022, then do something today that's going to get the ball rolling. Maybe you start a collection in your bullet journal or something because like, like you said, Nancy, it's not just going to magically happen. One day you're going to wake up and go, I got an idea for a course. I'm going to do all the videos and the processing and the transcripts and the MP3s and release it. It's not going to happen. So take a baby step today, start jotting down some ideas. And I think you uh, would agree with that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I sometimes I'll record something if I'm if I'm out and about, and I'll just get an idea. I'll just record it. I do a, a quick recording on my phone too. That's another way to to just grab something in the moment if you don't happen to have a pen and paper handy. But it it I'm constantly just making notes about what I want to do, where I want to go, and just because you don't remember those great ideas. You think that's such a good idea. It's going to stick with me. Then the next day you go, <laughs> what did I do? What was I saying? Yeah. So this is a fascinating conversation about courses. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you'd like to share with us? One idea that I've been carrying around a lot lately is as people are moving into this space is around intentional design. And when I say intentional design, think about in the, the entertainment space, we have a book, we have a play, we have a movie, we have a TV series potentially, and they could all be on the same, the same story. Mm-hmm. They're all different. So when you're planning a course, think about the delivery platform that you're going to. Is it going to be something that's going to be written that people are going to read? Is it going to be just audio? Is it going to be a combination of audio 
and video? Are you going to do voiceover slides? Are you going to be on camera? Each of those is a different treatment. So when you're planning the course, you want to think about how am I, what's the delivery platform going to be and how can I use it to my uh, best advantage to make it a success? That, that is really important what you just said. That is really important because we wish that when we had ideas, they just magically appeared like a leprechaun. But the reality is it, it takes effort. It takes not just the actual creating, it takes mental effort because this is why I talk so much about productivity and health and wellness, because if you're not feeling it, you may be under the weather or whatever the case may be, you're not going to be able to churn out the stuff. And people are really protective of their money. If, if it's something that's going to help them, here's my credit card. But if they're not sure, like, I don't know. And, you know, it, you got to remember people are being pulled in countless directions in this day and age. And why you, why your course, who are you? And let's face it. Most people have heard of Tony Robbins, and Oprah Winfrey. I mean, Oprah doesn't have a course, but Tony Robbins does. <laughs> but, but if she course, did, oh my God, it'd be amazing. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Most people, we deal with a problem known as obscurity. They don't know who we are. And, and I would encourage if you're really serious about getting your course or membership sold, you should become more involved in social media. So people get to find you and they start following your content and then they go, Oh, then you have a course like, Oh, I've been following this guy for a couple months or a year. And well, he's got a course. Let me check it out. That's what Gary Vaynerchuk does. Gary, he he's got Vaynerx, VaynerMedia, Vayner sports and stuff like that, but he doesn't pitch until he has a book coming out. And then when he says, Hey, I got a book coming out. Everybody goes and buys it. Cause he hasn't been selling all year. He's been giving. And people are scared. I'm right. I struggled with this for a long time. People are scared about giving away content for free. But I heard like Seth Godin, if you read everything that Seth Godin posts on his blog, you don't need to buy his books because all his books are coming from his blog. What he does, he takes the, takes the ton, concept, takes all the blog posts, put them in the book. Okay. But it's all in his blog. And most things that you can learn out there from any expert, if you follow everything they post on social media, it's going to be in the book. But most people don't want that because they're lazy. Who's going to go read a thousand posts to find out what's in the book? But they ha you, you said this in the very beginning. It's got to be something that's going to help people. If it's not, because that's what everybody's looking for. If I give you my credit card, how am I going to benefit from it? Yeah, you're going to benefit. You got my money. But how am what's I the transformation? Exactly. Exactly. Spot on. Well, Nancy, this has been a delightful conversation. I mean, I hope if one person, just one person uh, says, you know what? This pushed me over the edge. I'm going to create my course. Make sure you reach out to Nancy and say, hey, you know, I heard your podcast on Mark's show. I started my podcast because I'm sure I'm not podcast. My course, I lost what world I'm in. I'm sure <laughs> you'd be thrilled to hear that. And mm -hmm. where can we go to find out more about you and what you're doing in the world? So at my website is nancygeary.com and it's spelled G-I-E-R-E. -E. And I believe I gave you a, a link that you can use where people can get, I, I wrote something, it's eight easy steps to create training that sells. Nice. 
And it's a very nice download and it'll give you kind of the overall process and a framework that you can work from and you can dig deeper from there. Excellent. Well, Nancy, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an absolute thrill talking about courses with you on the show. Thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. Hey, are you a Mark Stucheski insider yet? This is my free email newsletter where I will send you value multiple times a week. And I promise you, every time I send an email out to my insiders, it always has value. So if you want to sign up absolutely free, just head on over to mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com.